Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. <laughs> All right. Not so, having a grip on reality. Yep. So let's get started because we got a lot to do tonight. This is, <laughs> yes. this is the third uh, Twilight Zone podcast. Hello and welcome. Yeah, my name is Bob. Hey, I'm joined by, you guys can introduce yourself. Anton, you can go first. I guess I'm going to introduce you then. Hi, I'm Anton. <laughs> I went first. And then the two people down here can introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Jenny. And I'm Ben. And then last but not least, me. Yes, that'd be Dennis in a very sexy location. Yeah, <laughs> got the mood light. I know it's like eyes wide shut in there or something. It's real hot. <laughs> That's twice tonight I've made that reference. Oh, an eyes wide shut reference. Yeah. Yeah, I've never. Awesome. I, I told Stephanie I wanted to watch the movie because I want to see the awkwardness that is uh, a man and a woman actually ha- who are married have sex with one another. Like, I've heard it's really uncomfortable. Like, it's a really uncomfortable watch. It's kind of like uh, Sonny and Cher when they would bicker on their old variety show. It was funny until they actually got divorced but kept doing the show. <laughs> so when they would bicker, America was just kind of like, uh, uh, do I have to pick sides here? <laughs> Who gets custody of being, uh, it's like being a guest on Playing Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we only had sex that one time you were on. Yeah. Wait, I missed that? I got to download that episode. <laughs> Sex one time, fight every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, con- okay to watch. in the context of the broadcast, I think it's okay. If I think they have like a, like a, like a George Burns and Gracie Allen thing going on. Like they kind of bicker lovingly back and forth, right? Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. and I'm uh, Gracie. <laughs> I, I, that's what I was figuring. Yeah, <laughs> there was I wasn't questioning that at all. So speaking Wait, of whales, <laughs> yes. Yes, the whales from Star Trek Four, but we'll get there. we'll get Star Trek. Th- is it four? It's four. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Four. Yep. Ben corrected me when I was correct. I know I wasn't correcting you. It's just as you were getting ready to say it, I threw up the four <laughs> because I was like, "Wow, I I knew I said four, and Ben was like, right. "No, it's four. There was there was no head shake. I just I threw the four. That way you could continue speaking, not bring it up, and look like you actually knew what you're talking about. I knew what I was talking right. about because I said yes, you did. Calm down, Ben. Calm down. Yeah, I know, Ben. Jeez Louise. I, I haven't corrected anybody about Trek in like a, at least 16 hours. So. <laughs> so, okay. Well, then, you know, I'm, I'm just glad it was me and not some stranger that's feelings could be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this is the uh, third episode of the of uh, Twilight Zone. Uh, what is it called? The Mr. Denton and Doomsday or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Mr. Denton on Doomsday. The title of this episode makes zero sense at zero all sense. yeah Mm-mm. well originally it was like dan dingle on doomsday or what? something like that the character's name was dan dingle <laughs> now is that first and last name or is that last name dan dingle no two names first name dan last name dingle mm-hmm. okay all right <laughs> early draft of the script Okay, well, because this episode is uh, Denton on Doomsday. And again, I don't get the title because the title makes it seem like it's like a post-apocalyptic thing or some kind of of end-of-the-world scenario, but it's not. It's actually a Western. And the episode starts pretty quickly. There's a a drunk guy. I don't know if he falls out or is tossed out or like somebody tilted the building up sideways and he just comes (laughs) tumbling 
out of this this old Western saloon, and you can tell that it's an old Western saloon because they have saloon doors. <laughs> so I mean, it's just a bit of figures. Set the scene. Yes, and he's it's the old West because there's dirt roads and and bad clothes, and um, uh, he's just kind of laying there in the middle of the street. Being a drunkie, being a being a, a rummy, as we see the uh, I guess the adversary of the beginning of the episode comes out, and it's a very young and creepy. Uh, um, his name Martin just escaped. Martin, Martin Landau. Thank you. His name escaped. He looks like he reminded me of Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, I got that too. Like, oh, I can see that. that. Yeah. He looked like he looked like Joaquin Phoenix. He looked like Howard Stern. He looked like Tim Burton's version of a cowboy. Like if Tim <laughs> had sex with Christian Slater. Yeah. <laughs> and like if, That's if, hot. if if Jack Skellington had sex with Wyatt Earp and Christian Slater, it would be this creation because he looked like Tim Burton's version of a cowboy. It was really weird because he's really long and angular and kind of, I don't want to say gross looking, but, but he's kind of gross looking, kind of gross looking. He was yeah. kind of greasy. Yeah. yeah. Kind of greasy. And really like, greasy. Yeah. He's actually gotten a lot better looking with age, but he still has that gigantic, uh, Landau mouth that just doesn't end. Like it just goes on and on and on. Like and he's on. in the Black Hole Sun video and goes <laughs> way off of his head. Yeah, very much so. It's very creepy, but he's, he's, you can tell that he's the bad guy because he's wearing black. Bad mm-hmm. cat is bad luck. Bad guys wear black. It must have been a white guy who started all that. Said so, it was indeed a white guy. It was Rod Serling. He wrote the episode. And uh, he's doing his bad guy thing and he's making mean faces and saying, like, come on, sing, rummy, sing, sing, rummy, sing. And he's just giving him the business. And, and, and Denton is, is obliging. He's drunk. He wants the booze. And the bartender. I'm so dry. I'm so dry. How dry I am. That's what his wife said to him. (laughs) You don't turn me on. Now, see, here's the funny thing. This is the episode that I learned the how that drunk sing how dry I am when I was a kid. See, I didn't know that. I've never drank a lot and I've never sang that one. Well, no, I used to watch Twilight Zone when I was a kid when I wasn't supposed to. I'd stay up late or whatever. And this was like, for me, the first time I was exposed to the trope of drunks in the old west singing how dry i am okay which was before i heard it on the bugs bunny cartoons i've never heard it on the bugs bunny cartoons yeah i'll have to go back and check out the bugs bunny cartoons because i've never heard that racist bugs bunny or this is like normal bugs bunny this would have been probably 50s or 60s bugs bunny so it's quasi racist that's top that's that's top that's top shelf bugs bunny i mean and that's nowhere near as racist as like 40s bugs bunny with like the duck emperor with the big teeth and the glasses and stuff like that (laughs) like it got really bad yeah but yeah so uh i didn't know that that was the bugs bunny song that's interesting Big ups to Ben with all the knowledge over there. Well, and that's uh, also our Star Trek connection of the week for the fans ah. who are keeping up. Martin Landau actually uh, was considered for the part of Mr. Spock on the original series and turned it down because he said he had spent his life learning to emote and, and use his face to show emotion, and this part would just completely kill that. Which is which is weird because then he goes on to do a Mission Impossible where he's always in masks. Right. And if you want even more of a connection, he was replaced as the makeup guy on Mission Impossible by Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff, right? Yeah, it's all it's all 
Synergy, man. Synergy. It's a circle. It, it just happens. That, that was also back in the day when, like, there were actually was central casting. Yeah. Like, they, like hey, I need, when, I need a guy uh, blonde with the uh, big cans. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, we've got seventy of them. Which one do you? Want? <laughs> yeah. Well, it also helped that, that uh, Star Trek and Mission Impossible were both uh, Desilu productions. Yeah. So I mean, it was all you know. You had that kind of a crossover. It just went onto the wrong set. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, cool! I can do this. I need Bork. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he's singing how dry I am, and the bartender and the world's oldest and uh, manliest prostitutes like, hey, they could really be doing this. Like she's got like her face is jagged and sharp. Like the angles on that thing. I mean, they are tough. She's a very masculine-looking woman. I mean, that's what they're into in that town. Dude, that's a handsome woman. Yeah, that's that is. That's a, that is a handsome woman. Like that's a handsome wow. woman. Like, I mean, she's like. You should see her. I am. I don't wanna. <laughs> like, is she beautiful? Oh my god! Star Trek connection. She huh? was Corbin Burnson's mother. What? She was Q's mom. Q two. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's Corbin Burnson's mom. In real life? In real life. I no, know that I know her from Young and the Restless. Because oh. she was she was on Young and the Restless for a long time. She's dead yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, she passed she away. In 2013. Yeah, she was great on Young and the Restless. She was um oh man, what was her name? Dennis, tell me her name on Young and the Restless. She was Catherine Chancellor. Catherine Chancellor. That's right. My wife and I went through a Young and the Restless phase when we had DVR. And I got to tell you, Young and the Restless is awesome television. And it says that she had several bouts with alcoholism in the show. So she are, this is where she first started studying it. Uh, yeah, she, she learned from Denton. That's where it would come for her. She learned how to drink from Denton, you know. I hope she sang that she, song on Young and the Restless. <laughs> I'll I'll and then he's laying in the middle of the street then all of a sudden this like uh I, what's the word to describe him ben what do you think what would this guy be like a junk salesman or just like uh, well they uh, they called him a peddler in this but i, I always heard him called tinkers um, you know they were the guys that would go town to town selling pots and because you didn't have access to stores like you do now i mean the farmers couldn't go to traveling walmart basically yeah or tra- actually this is more like traveling bargain town maybe <laughs> back to bargain town call, uh, that's what they call gypsies in ireland you are a gypsy <laughs> oh. so this guy's a gypsy um and anytime you can talk like borat you can if you can get if you could bring it back to 2004 you're on points on your comedy is top notch i mean you are with it <laughs> so um so did i mean this starts a trend, though, of, for me at least, noticing that uh, Twilight Zone is like on the nose with some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Because his name is Henry J. Fate. Right. No subtlety there. No. Mm. Hey, this is. He's the hand of fate. And I swear that this episode was written by like. Uh, Le Perrier from the NRA because like all of a sudden there's a gun right next to him when Le Perrier wrote this episode and he's all like now I'm a man I've got a utopia is this people will respect me because I've got a firearm <laughs> and that's essentially what it kind of turns into like um, he has a gun and then uh, C- Catherine Chancellor comes over and she's like hey what's up I see you got a gun now what are you doing with that thing He's like, I don't know. I just found it on the street line next to me. 
why do you got to drink so much? And she's like, I don't know. Just I have to. That's what I do. And then uh, Martin Landau comes back out and he's all like weird looking. <laughs> I'm a Jewish cowboy. Dance, Rummy. He really is. Like he's just, he's a. It's Bucky a we- Goldstein. It's a weird look. Like he's a very strange looking man at this point in his life. Like definitely not a, a leading actor. Like you can tell, right? Like that guy's a character actor. Like look at him. Like, right. cause there's, there's, there are some points in the episode where he's trying to bait Denton into, into fighting with him with the pistol where he looks like a goblin. Like he's, yes. like, he's just kind of hunched over and like his teeth are sticking out and he's all like, hey, you know, like it's real creepy, man. He looks he's like he could be on the way of a plane. Like yeah, really. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's who Shatner saw on the way. Yeah. He's who saw on the way of the plane. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in the world knows that reference. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I thought it was always uh, the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. John Lithgow. <laughs> That's the first one I saw. Yeah. I saw Twilight Zone, the movie, before I saw that episode with Shatner. Yeah, great. Dan Aykroyd, dude. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Do you want to see something really scary? Digging <laughs> ah, balls. There, there's a great <laughs> reference to that when Shatner uh, guest starred on 30 Rock or Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, he used the giant head, the, the supreme leader or whatever. I did not know that. And when he shows, yeah, and when he shows up, he, uh, they meet him at the airport. And so John Lithgow meets him at the airport, and Shatner comes off. And that was the big reveal was it was Shatner. So he comes off the audience, cheers, and he's looking around really confused. And he goes, damnedest thing, when we were flying out, though, I could have sworn I seen – I saw something on the wing. Lithgow <laughs> gets this shocked look. It was the same thing happened to me. <laughs> Shatner will do anything for a paycheck, and that goes. We'll talk about that later when we yeah. get to including uh, <laughs> uh, life insurance. Yeah, right. <laughs> including killing his his wife accidentally, <laughs> allegedly. I I have no comment on that. <laughs> I want no part of this lawsuit. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Shatner. He's, hey, you know what? He's not hearing this unless he's a Patreon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when we get the Shatner check, we yeah. will put out like an official apology. Right. Right. Hopefully, hopefully he never gets around to doing a, a documentary about podcasts on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get the what? We'll get breezed over, man. We're not, I mean, we're like the bastard children of Star, Star Trek podcasts. I don't know. I can't wait to see our cartoon versions. Like, you know, flash animated. That's, oh, that'd be so great. We gotta figure something out, man. I don't know. I I demand the wildcrat treatment. Yeah, I want to be real handsome, wildcrat yeah. style. It's a, it's a startling transformation. <laughs> <for those. laughs> but yeah, so Martin Landau, though. Good <laughs> job, Ben. That was really good. You did a good job with that one because I didn't have to do it. That was awesome. That was awesome, dude. It's, it's sometimes it's like it's like herding cats on this show. You're like, oh, come on, come on. It's like, it's like Ben is playing the most complex game of chess I've ever seen. Martin Landau. Because <laughs> when you talked about it, when we were talking about it in chat, and I made the reference to Jewish cowboy. Mm-hmm. That's why I changed the name this week to Bucky Goldstein because of the old Stephen Wright bit. Bucky Goldstein. I, I'm going to my. Uh, I was coming out of my psychologist's uh, office, and I noticed someone else coming out, and she was this blonde Asian woman. And I said, uh, "So you're seeing the doc too?" And she says, "Yeah." And I said, "So what are you in for?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm a nymphomaniac. I have this thing for Jewish cowboys." <laughs> and he said, "Really?" 
He goes, yeah, um, I'm Sarah. And he goes, oh, glad to meet you. I'm Bucky Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. That's always been my favorite. I heard that joke on Saturday Night Live when I was like eight. had no clue what it meant. Looked up the word nymphomaniac. Just like, <laughs> nice. I wonder if he was inspired by this episode. It could have been. Maybe. maybe. Well, Jenny, though, uh, as for inspi- inspiration of, from this episode, we were talking about it before. Oh, the uh, the character, basically, he's Gene Wilder's character from Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yes, he is. Like, yes. he's got the same origin story. Like He, <laughs> he really does. He shot a 16-year-old kid, and then he started drinking, and then he, so, now he can't shoot so, him. You think this is where Mel Brooks got the idea? Maybe. I mean, isn't he friends with uh, Landau? Mel Brooks could have wrote this episode for all we know, the way Hollywood Hollywood used to work back then, you know? So, but yeah, it is. He's exactly Gene Wilder's character. That's awesome. So yeah, I couldn't figure out if it was like he was inspired by it or if it was just, you know, such a stereotype of a character that... Probably maybe a little bit of both. We can say for for this probably a little bit of both. But the thing that is atypical for a Western is he's got this gun and he doesn't want to use it. But then all of a sudden, Mr. Fate is just nodding his head and the gun starts going off. And he shoots the Jewish cowboy in his hand. And he's like, oi, vey, you shot me in the wrist. <laughs> That'll leave a mark, son. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? I can't shoot with my left hand anyway. <laughs> so then... um. I guess they all walk into the bar, and now the drunk has everyone's respect. He's like, wow, you sure are good with a gun. And this is, this is where the NRA angle comes in for me because they're just jocking. I'm like, wow, you're a real man now. Way to go. And, like, women are falling all over themselves, wanting to be with him, and, like, people want to buy him drinks. And he's like, what would you call me? I called you sir. Because <laughs> like, I'll shoot you in the face. <laughs> it wasn't so much NRA. It was more. This is 1959. He just took down the Jewish bully. So of course everybody's like, "Yay!" I think you're reading too much into that one. No. <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Those two words have never been used before yeah. in my presence. Jewish bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So then uh, uh, Landau c- comes back into the bar after getting shot in the hand and he threatens him again. And then all of a sudden he's playing coy with us. Like, sir, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. And bang, he shoots down the lantern and the lantern falls on him. And everyone thinks that uh, old Denton's a s- super gunslinger again. So he goes and gets himself a shave and a nice hat. And I don't know how he pays for any of this stuff. He probably threatens everybody with the gun. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you're going to give me a haircut and a shave. And you're I'm going to pay with your life. <laughs> and I'm going to pay. In, do you guys take lead? <laughs> then he gets all this nice stuff. And then all of a sudden, this other cowboy comes. And he's like, hey, I heard you're the quick draw in this town. And he says, yes. Yes, I am. And here's a piece of advice for anybody listening to this podcast. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, I heard you're the quick draw in this town, just deny it. Just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. How did word get around that fast? Like it was within what a couple of hours or something? Yeah, Twitter. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter? yeah. Twitter. They yeah. tweet via the telegraph. Hashtag. He has a he has a list for the hashtag. So. <laughs> so yeah, so they find out real quick, and then all of a sudden, um, the bar becomes the worst place in the whole wide world to hang out because everyone's just quiet. They're all just. Yep. Just go sit here. Just gonna sit here and wait for someone to die. <laughs> I love, though, that the doc is just sitting there with his bag like, yep, somebody going to get shot. (laughs) 
We're going to add a... They ask you if he wants to drink. Like, he's a doctor. He might have to save somebody's life in about five minutes. Well, maybe he gets nervous. I mean, some people get nervous. Yeah, you got to steady your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot with this one. <laughs> now, Gene, Wild, Gene, Wild, Gene Wilder's still alive, yes? Yes. Okay. It'll be well, a sad. I expect, I expect him to go anytime. Because it is 2016 and everyone's dying. <laughs> yeah. The death year. Everyone I care about. I mean, just the fact that you've mentioned his name and I'm on the show with you, I think that I'm cursed. And every yeah. time I mention a celebrity, she's already killed die. three people now. Yeah. <laughs> Casting. So, yeah. If we could just not mention anybody <laughs> that I care about, that would be great. So, yeah. Um, so then all of a sudden the new boy shows up with his gun and he's all, he's very handsome. The new boy, he's got like a nice hat on and he's got nice full, very kissable lips. I, I do say so myself. Well, mm. Did you recognize though? That was Doug McClure. A, a, is that Troy McClure's brother? <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the influences for you Troy. Mind. <laughs> he was on a lot of the old uh, Disney style, oh. like uh, journey to the center oh. of earth. Oh, I love that movie. It's in my queue. He was in. Uh, he was a the regular on the Virginian, oh, okay. the, the Western back in the came on after this. But I mean, he's been in a thousand things, and that's why Troy McClure. That was the joke. Is mm, interesting. There was a Doug toward, McClure, and toward the eighties, he had started doing the uh, infomercial type uh, things with. I'm Doug McClure. You might recognize me. For, and so it was, that's why when, Interesting. when Phil Hartman started doing it, it was hilarious because we knew that guy. That's awesome. I just love that character that Phil Hartman does. And now it has so much more depth. So thank you, Ben. Mazel, mazel tov. But I will say that, that Doug McClure is a kissable man with kissable lips. Yeah. Those full pouty lips. They are quite full and pouty. Like, they're very, like, red. <laughs> Even in black and white television, you can tell they were really red. Yeah. He looks like the uh, stereotypical guy from, like, a 1950s yearbook. For yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's the all-American boy. He's the handsome guy. You know? <sighs> and he's got his gun. Oh, but we forgot, I guess, a vital part. I guess this is the most important part. Dr. Fate, or whatever his name is, is like, hey, um, hey, uh. Yeah, I got all kinds of stuff here. Uh, I got this potion that looks like a salt shaker that you could drink that could make you the fastest gun in the West. Why don't you give it a whirl? For 10 seconds. For 10 seconds. And he takes a sip of it, and then all of a sudden he shoots a lantern out, and then he's like, wow, this stuff really works. Sure, I'll buy that from you, dirt. So now he's got this metal salt shaker, which will help him out. There's no charge. No charge, no, no charge. charge. And this will help him out in his uh, gun battle with Captain Handsome. <laughs> the kissingest cowboy in the West. <laughs> Are they going to have a kissing duel? I would totally watch that. <laughs> Hot. And again, that's this goes to the the attitude of the television at the time. Like no one, except maybe the handsome cowboy, would be in this episode if the show was produced now because they're all too old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you'd have to have like twenty somethings running around being all handsome. You know. Like the CW, like just close your eyes and picture the, the CW doing this show. Like the guy that plays, the guy that plays Arrow would play Denton and you would just go from there. Like, you know, yeah. well, the, the movie ver- version, Russell, and it would star Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale. Yep. Yeah. Now see the, the star of this episode though, and I looked it up earlier, I guess he was like big for being cowboy villains back in the 50s on TV shows. 
So he was in a lot of stuff before that. Just you know, and it's cool. And and it's cool though if he was bad guy of the week. Now he's like some vulnerable drunk who has this magic power of a weapon and mm-hmm. some mystical j- beverage to shoot people. Yeah, I call it vodka. Yeah. <laughs> that was a precursor to a five-hour energy. But yeah, it was right. ten seconds. Ten, sec- ten second. Sh- <laughs> ten second. Shoot a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I drink this elixir and then I can shoot a guy for ten seconds. It's amazing. So. Fate is basically the uh, Vince from Slapchop. Except what he's selling is way more deadly because it, yeah. he's actually helping him murder. Like he's just like, he's just a traveling accessory to murder. That's all he is. He's like, hey, I can help you kill that guy. Here, drink this. Never tell anyone where you got it. He just leaves. I mean, it's good work if you can get it though. Yeah. Dude. I mean, he's not going to get caught in this time because I mean, who's going to know? Exactly. Yeah, he he's goes two towns over. He's good. Yeah, nobody knows who he is. They don't have the modern convenience of the internet and like post. Not gonna put it on Twitter. <laughs> wanted pictures Just and stuff. They only had Twitter back then. <laughs> <laughs> but there was only one guy who had it, so it didn't matter. <laughs> he's just tweeting at himself all the time. <laughs> at Kissable Cowboy, I'm gonna get that Denton guy. <laughs> His follow Fridays must be fantastic. <laughs> no retweets. No retweets. Just favorites from himself. Yeah, but all of his tweets were on Thursday were literally throwback Thursday because it's all from the old west. Right. It's all a flashback. Back then they called it the old west. <laughs> back, then was, back, back then it was just the west. The west. <laughs> The New West. Yeah, the New I, West. I love how they called it on uh, Next Generation when they did the holodeck episode with the Fistful of Datas, and Troy referred to it as the Ancient West. <laughs> he was because she's an idiot. <laughs> well, no, because by then it's like, you know, 600 years in the past for them. It's true. It is true. Yeah, but we don't but call something with it? like medieval times ancient necessarily. We call it ancient Egypt. Yeah, but that was like, what, 3,000 plus years ago? At, at least 150. <laughs> <laughs> depends on your depends on your definition of the Bible. No more than six thousand. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Because the Earth is only four hundred six thousand years old, and we're going to work dinosaurs into this creation museum if it kills us. <laughs> and they have dinosaurs somehow. Don't put those bones there. I don't understand how it works, but whatever. That's that's my one question. The the devil buried the bones in his role <laughs> as as the adversary. If if you read your Old Testament scriptures. He served, before he was a fallen angel, he served as the adversary in heaven, a.k.a. the actual devil's advocate. Now, what he would do is go around the world burying these bones, you see. Now, now how deep did he bury the bones, and where did he bury the bone at? Balls deep. <laughs> Balls deep. Balls deep bone burying. In your uh, beach area. Uh, or what, is that why they call it the missionary position? <laughs> yes, it is indeed. You and that's why you get on your knees to pray. <laughs> this makes so much sense now. Whoa, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> All I know is communion is hot as fuck at some point. It really is, right? Let me just close your eyes, put All this right. in your mouth, and I'll drink some more. I'm going to get shot probably. I, I'm just I You're fine. They don't want you anyway, Jew. I mean, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> And you're too old. Like the Pope just came out and was like, hey, look. The Pope came out? Holy The Pope came out and just said, hey, Jews are cool. Like it took three, like 2,000 years for that to happen. And he was like, yeah, I guess Jews are okay. Yeah, we're over it. 
you know, I don't know. Now you guys hold grudges. <laughs> but anywho, so uh, Captain Cowboy Kiss a lot comes in and he's like, "Hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna duel," and they both reach into their jacket pockets and they both pull out the same metal elixir. That's weird. They both drink it and they both draw guns and shoot themselves in the hand. And oh no! I love though the reaction shot because when you know. Our guy, you know, goes to drink his, and he looks back, and oh shit, he's got one. And then Kissing Cowboy looks over and sees, you know, the Al's Denton's dropped his on the bar. Oh shit! And this is a very long ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. But I've timed this a couple of times now. Time passed different in the old west. Well, it's. I think it's. It, it's like when you know it's a very tense moment. How time seems to slow down. Because they're moving. Well, like in the uh, the kiss scene. <laughs> the kiss of death. <laughs> when he did the uh, the lantern scene where he's shooting out the lantern, uh, like the first ten seconds passes, and he's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> okay, time's up. Yeah. Time's up. But they both shoot each other in the hand simultaneously. And the doctor comes over and wraps his hand and is like, eh, no more gunfighting for you. Just by my cursory glance at your hand, I can make a diagnosis. You're going to have to... Hey, ben. Ben, he's a doctor. Come yeah, on. Ben, come on. I mean, it's an old West doctor still, but well, still nonetheless. Well, he didn't get his fingers cut off. To be I mean, cur- cursory glance is what? The best they had right then? No x-ray? Yeah. I mean, I, he looks at you, and that's about the best you're going to get. He didn't go to eight uh, years of Old West Doctor School. <laughs> <laughs> questioned by the likes of you, Ben. Uh, just rub, rub some dirt on it. <laughs> yeah. If you got some booze, pour, you know, take a swig, pour some on it, take another swig, it'll be fine. Yeah, the, 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 I want to see the continuation of this episode when we see who really wins the gunfight, because it'll be who dies quicker from infection. <laughs> Bullet wound. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, they just wrap the hand up, and the and the Denton walks over to the other guy, Captain Cowboy Kiss a lot, and says, "Hey, um, fate really intervened here today." And the guy named Fate is just waving, like, "Hi, look what I did! I saved everybody!" It's the hand of fate. Oddly enough, the <laughs> same hand I jack off with. <laughs> it's a it's a little heavy handed with the uh, the metaphor here, <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, and so the cowboy leaves, and then you know this is the 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 past looking into the future, and everything's okay in the twilight zone. See, so, yeah. in in my head canon, this uh, they all have sex. This Henry Fate guy though goes town to town, and it's like how in the old days with like the fugitive or uh, invasion or whatever, you know, or even the Incredible Hulk, or you know, David Banner, which, which will be on MeTV at. 8 o'clock, in like, no, at 7 p.m. in like two weeks. That's going to be killer. That is awesome. Every week, The Incredible Hulk. I watched it on Netflix. Wonder Woman? Yeah, no, the Wonder Woman, they're just moving Batman to a half hour. So, mm. it'll be, so it'll be a half hour of Superman, Batman from 6.30 to 7, then Incredible Hulk, then Wonder Woman, then Sven Gulli. No, Star Trek and then Sven Gulli. Nice. Check this out. It's, I'm telling you, it's killer. But I'm thinking fate goes town to town, though, intervening. Like, that's the other series that we don't see. This was like the backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. 
for uh, Doctor Strange Fate. It's like it's like mm, it's like Kane from Kung Fu, except with Elixa. Like he just goes and gives people drinks, and then they and each week each week it's it's like episode specific potions or elixirs, and he had he has just the right potion. Oh, you're a naughty housewife that got knocked up. This person is what you need. I think it's more likely they're like fate franchises. Like fate in the next town over, it's like Stevie J Fate. And so, you're saying, so you're saying they're like Amway salesmen? Yeah. Like they all get issued their little uh, fate cars. Their wagon and horses to ride around. And, you know. Horse and carriage is for hire. Take inventory at the end of every day to make sure they can restock on what they need. And see headquarters back in the wild west town of Cincinnati, yeah. uh, right there on the f- edge of the frontier. Uh, that was Cincinnati is the first boom town, and it's you know Fate Incorporated. Yep, there you go. And that's what happens, and then Welcome it's the uh, Fate Industries, <laughs> and that's the episode. It's a little heavy-handed with its kind of uh, kind of message. I'm going to give this episode a two and a half uh, dimensions. It wasn't bad. The saving grace for me was uh, Martin Landau as a cowboy because it was just so like he was like a goblin. Like it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, like it was great. So I'm gonna say he saves it for me. Uh, two and a half dimensions for this one. I have to agree with you. Like I thought the acting was solid and it was an okay story. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't. You know, it just wasn't one of the best. So, yeah. Two and a half. Yeah, I give it three uh, shots to the dimensional gut. <laughs> what about you anton yeah i'm gonna probably go with like two dimensions because it was pretty one point a to point b you know yeah. then not much happened but i mean it's fun it just wasn't you know something to write home about yeah dennis you guys are crazy i thought it was pretty good i've never seen this one before so like i all the time i was expecting that he was kind of getting cursed like fate was really like the devil or something, and he would just have to kill people for eternity. That's that's later. That he, uh, he was able to save this kid from the same fate that he experienced. Whoa! So I would say it's like a four. All me. right. So there you go. All that's right. cool because we're all over the board on that one. I like that. Nice. Because most of the time we tend to agree more than more than not. But that's good. That's good. I would say this though: if this show came out in 2016 after this episode, the series would be canceled. We'd never see it again. I can't be like, yeah, that didn't do anything. We're, nobody talked about that on social media. Canceled. <laughs> First, they would start airing it. The episodes out of order. Out of order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like almost human almost human was a great show can we put a, can we put a kardashian in this no cancel it <laughs> nope it's not worth saving it's over all right so that's the twilight zone everybody thank you for listening and uh, we will talk to you guys uh soon so say goodbye everybody goodbye, goodbye everybody. everybody all right